Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another special episode here at the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo. But if you're tuning into this episode, ladies, gentlies, and N12 LRV Bentleys, you're tuning in to Oddball, where we talk about things outside of the Halo universe. And man, is this an episode we are so excited to deliver to you guys. This is the second round of the draft, and I got to say, coming off the first one, uh, we really could not wait to do this. We did the first one, we thought maybe we'll do a second one, and then we put it out and we thought, okay, we're absolutely doing it. That was a blast. Big shout out to the boys at High Potion Pod again. Be sure and check them out. They are the ones who originally came up with the idea to do a draft, and it just inspired us to try it ourselves. So we are back here for round two, but before we get into all that, I'm your host, DJ Joshy Washy, Jovial J, whatever you want to call me, Joshy Argus. Uh, and as always, I'm joined by none other than my buddy, my pal, and my friend, the guy who completely whooped my ass in a landslide, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Abbott! And welcome back to episode two of our character draft. Last time you heard our top ten. This time you get to hear our follow-up ten. So we're going to bring it to a total yeah, of 20 for the characters sequel, each. Baby. We're going to see if uh, this time maybe it's a closer call. We're going to see who wins. Um, as of this recording, we're not positive who won the last time, but it seems like I don't it, was know maybe, about that, Brian. it was maybe a landslide a bit there. Let's see where uh, let's see where this draft goes and see if our follow-up <laughs> characters uh, do as well as the first 10. Um, Josh, you get to start this one because last time I went first, I'm really hoping you don't steal any of my characters. I feel like there's a chance there's a, that I think more the stealing further we go this round. There's, there's more and more of a chance. Yeah. So, I think it only uh, happens. Josh, once on each side, I took yeah. my chief. I took your Sora. I think that was about it. But guys, quick shout out real quick uh, for everyone that, that did participate in the voting uh, on Twitter. That was a lot of fun to see, even though it was incredibly one-sided. But we absolutely love to see that. And I think it would help if we didn't have an Xbox-centric podcast. Yeah, I think you would have had more votes for because sure, but... everyone comes there is just like, oh, I love Halo, and then I love yeah. Gears. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think we had great picks. I was really happy with it. But uh, yeah, be sure and, and do that for this one, guys. Uh, but anyway, 
kicking things off with my number one pick. I've been thinking about He's this a lot. I uh, steal. I'm going to go with BJ Blaskovitz from. That was oh my god! That was on my list. <laughs> but it was on your list. I, I'm, I, I didn't think I, that was a safe one. I thought, um, but that wasn't my BJ first call. Blaskovitz okay. from Wolfenstein. I gotta say, and, and honestly, Brian was a huge reason why I became a fan of this guy, simply because. Uh, it was actually right around his wedding. I started playing the Wolfenstein series. I, I saw Brian play it one day. Again, guys, I used to when I when I'd go over to Brian's place, I would see him playing so many different games, and I would always walk away being like, "God damn it, I want to play that game now." I don't know what it was. It was just sitting there with Brian talking about something that had nothing to do with the game, and it made the game fun. But I played through the first two, had a great time. I played Old Blood as well, and I, I still haven't beat Young Blood. Not hating on it, but. Uh, but I just really came to like BJ uh, and, and the ragtag group of people he comes into contact with and always fun killing Nazis. And I always uh, feel kind of a soft spot for that series simply because my mom has told me stories over my life of how she would hear my dad swearing at his computer uh, when he was killing Nazis in the original Wolfenstein games back in the day on the computer. And I just uh, I just think that's <laughs> I don't know. There's something sweet about that that I that I really love. Yeah. So uh, I love, uh, I think BJ's a, just a cool ass character, super badass up there with, with master chief and doom guy, I think. So I really like them. Yeah. I, I often forget uh, just how amazing the new order was when I played it. Um, when that game came out, I was floored. It was an amazing, like old school shooter brought into a new era. And I mean, I just remember me and, and our mutual friend, Justin, we were just, just blown away by the game. And then when, when they announced away. when they announced that uh, a Doom reboot was coming out, like that was like a year, no, two years later, mm-hmm. Doom came out. And I thought to myself, the new order is so good. There's no way I'll like Doom more because this the new order was just such a high I quality like game. 16 more. And I like Doom more, yeah. which was surprising because the new order set the bar so high. But yeah, yeah BJ Blaskovitz is an amazing character. Uh, he was on my list. I put him. I numbered him lower because I didn't think Josh would steal it. So that sucks. Balls. I'm so angry. You know what? I will say he wouldn't have been my number one pick. But this was a classic case of Brian may take this one, so I need to come in early and get this. Okay. Well, I put my number one is one I think you're going to take. So I'm going to steal him. Oh shit! Who is it? I hope that I just. I hope this was on your list because I want you to cry. I want to see tears. Fuck you, Brian. Let's go. Moving on to my number one. It is. Drum roll, Marvel Spider-Man. Fuck you, bro. That was my yes! second pick. I'm not even kidding, yes! Bryce. I could show you my list right now. That was uh, no, I can't do that. Don't that was my second. That was my second fucking pick, and I was like, right now, I was like, when I was going for uh, BJ, I was like, do I go for BJ or Spider-Man? I was like, Brian likes Ar- Batman Arkham more than Spider-Man. He always puts down Spider-Man. Yep, I, I was that. like, That's why I and I was like, one. fuck you, man. They did that. God damn it. Josh, now that I said it, the only reason I wanted to do the draft so bad is I wanted to steal Spider-Man from you. I've been God thinking damn, about it for man. days. Great, great pick. <laughs> great pick. I knew, I knew you would not. Like I knew. Like I thought, okay, this might be Josh's first pick, but I think he'll think it's safe because he knows I like Arkham more. And that's exactly what happened. Man. Oh, man. That's good, good, dude. That worked to okay. your favor. Uh, you can have you can have Miles Morales. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is a great pick. So outside uh, of that, uh, tell us about your time with Spider Man PS4. You played PS5 version too, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's actually it's kind of it's kind of interesting because um, so Spider Man came out 
the month I started dating my wife. And um, so for me, that game, all that game was to me was fond memories of the era. You know, when you play a game, Josh, and sometimes it's not the game so much you love, but it's the it's the era of what was happening around it. Absolutely. So that that was my only reason for loving Spider-Man was because I remember I would talk to Erica all night. I'd come home from work at two in the morning because I worked second shift and I'd get Taco Bell on the way home because it'd be open. And I'd just come home after talking to Erica and I'd sit down, eat my Taco Bell while watching The Office. And as soon as I got to eat Taco Bell, I'd boot up Spider-Man, swing through the city and play. But what's interesting is for about two years, my impression of the Insomniac Spider-Man games were uh, was uh, it's pretty good, but it's overrated. And I mostly just love it because it brings me nostalgic memories of dating Erica and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the remaster came out and Miles Morales came out and I played Miles Morales and I was like, damn, this is good. This is really good. I was like, I'm going to play the remaster of the first one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this game's amazing. Wow. Like Insomniac killed it. Like, yeah, I, I guess it's, a it's real weird. Banger. It's weird how like the game was enhanced to me in 2018 because I was dating Erica. But then in 2020, it turns out what hindered the game was that I was more interested in Erica than the game. <laughs> so like I replayed it and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Well, that's a great um, flip side to other experiences in our own yeah. lives. when we've had like, when we've been having a fallout with a, a gal or an ex or, or just a girl we like, and we're playing a game to try to get through that. And then we just have that bad association with it. You know, yeah. you got one with Bioshock yeah. infinite. So, and I got one with yes. other games. So yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sullies that. So that's cool. That's pretty but cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved uh, Peter Parker in this game. I will have a controversial take, and I'm not saying it to be controversial because I was on the opposite side for probably close to a year. But I, I have come around. I do prefer the new the new face for Spider Man. I didn't for Peter Parker. I didn't. I didn't you think that's funny about this for a while. But yeah. is in my in my draft picks, I put Spider Man, but in parentheses, I put PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Gonna I get be- it, dude. He was great in the PS4 one, but I do think I could pick Spider Man PS5. But I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. man, Josh, tell me what you like about Spider Man. I'm so glad I stole this. No, yeah. go ahead, go, go ahead. Dude, and genuinely, say that was genuinely my second pick, and I was torn prior to being my first. But I, I just the odds of you picking BJ was more. In- see, he was yeah. BJ's on the. You know, the thing is though, on I was one right hand, and I was wrong. On the one hand, I'm sad that you took BJ, but on the other hand, I know that it hurt you more. Oh, Spider-Man. you did hurt me more. <laughs> I'm saying I want you to I want oh, you to tell God. me that Bob, Josh. Dude, it fucked it fucked me up, man. Uh, really bad. But no, I love Spider-Man PS4. One of it's my favorite Spider-Man, even over Toby. Toby's my second, but like I just absolutely love Toby's my that. I felt like I got a thorough experience, and what I mean by that is just that you know, in a lot of games you play, guys, you will come across certain characters or villains or something. And it's kind of a one and done thing. You don't run into them again. You don't hear about them again. I felt like there were a lot of reoccurring characters in that game that either got referenced or that were seen again. And, you know, you have the feast place where um, Aunt May is that you kind of go to a lot. You have the in and out of the costume. So many different costumes to unlock. They were all like free, you know, Um some of the side quest stuff. I remember was kind of frustrating, like the screwball missions. Some of you guys will know what I'm talking about. But uh, collecting the backpacks was super fun. The little bits of info. They had like a, their own Twitter feed of New York City. People talking about stuff. You could take pictures on the streets. I mean, they had a subway system. 
Uh, and the DLC was super fun. I have not played Miles Morales yet, but I do have a PS5 now as of this recording, so that's happening soon. Miles Morales is awesome. But can't wait. Can't. Wait. I know I made a joke. I know I made a joke about it, but like genuinely, uh, Miles Morales is worthy of being on the list. Absolutely, and we love Into the Spider Verse. So, but yeah, no, dude, I, I love the game too. That's a banger of a pick, man. So you got Batman and you got Spider Man. Those. But I was going to have my boys, Master Chief, Doom Guy, and BJ Blazkowicz together, and now they're separated forever. So, yeah. While, while you're an ass, while I'm yeah, a BJ asshole, on a different, BJ was on a different bus. <laughs> you're still a smaller asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh, great. what's your number two? I, I have I have about two or three more. I'm concerned you might steal, so I'm interested to see uh, what's your number two. My number. Also, also, before you say, before you say it, Josh, let me. I want to know this. Will you change your order if you think it's going to save someone, or do you stick to your order? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. Anything to screw okay. the other guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. What's your number two, pick? Josh? Luigi. I'm coming in there with Luigi. I had to get my man, dude. I got to say, Brian, Brian, right now, Brian was tensing up, guys. And then as soon as I said Luigi, he completely um, relaxed. Well, Josh, but no. Well, no. Actually, I'm going to let me let me let you in on something. Here. Okay. Let me in. Uh, you know what? Knock, knock. I could be I could be potentially screwing one of my picks here, but it's it's worth it to say this. Okay. So I had put Mario on my list. Okay. And then this morning, while taking a shower, I said, "Screw it, I'm putting Luigi so I can win that green plumber vote." <laughs> Shout out to Nestor. So, so Josh did technically steal Luigi from me, but now I'm definitely going with Mario. Okay. Unless Josh wants to pick Mario to screw that, but I don't think he will. You, never you might. Know. There's still um, time. <laughs> but yeah, so and I know now for a fact that you'll get at least one vote because well, no way Green Plumber. Well, I got to say, I do love, I do genuinely love that character. He's my favorite one. I love Yoshi too. But when I was little, all I had guys for Nintendo was a Nintendo Entertainment System. I had the OG one and I just had Super Mario Brothers. So I just had the very first one. But I remember my cousin Justin having him and his family had a super Nintendo and they had, I want to say super Mario world. And it was the one where you could actually like travel around kind of, yep, you know, and yep. stuff. And it had, they had like everyone it was also in there. Super Mario Bros. three though. Okay. Too. Okay. Do that in that I mean, it could have been that one, but, but yeah, it was one of those. And anyway, I just remember I was like, I was so used to Mario. I was like, who's the screen guy. And then I would see the super Mario brothers movie. And I love John Leguizamo's performance. Yeah. Um, and I loved, Oscar I loved, Daisy. I mean, everyone in that movie was great. Bob Hoskins, the gal who played Daisy, everyone. Uh, Dennis Hopper, Bob Hoskins says it was the, the, the worst mistake of his life. They had such a bad time, but I had a lot of fun. So it was yeah. worth it. <laughs> uh, easy for me to say. But no, uh, I just became uh, attached to him overall uh, between the two. And then once the memes kind of took off in like the early 2010s uh, from the Mario Kart shit with him like giving the, the glare and stuff i was just like yeah. all the more sold on that but i love them all i mean like i said yoshi too you know and and waluigi and wario and i mean all the other characters are great but i do have a uh, an affinity for luigi for sure but also it's shout out fair, to, to know, fucking luigi for that it's fair that you got luigi though because genuinely my favorite mario character is mario so i was only picking it to win the green blood i was torn too though on that i did initially think like do I like Mario more? Because I do have more time with him. But then I was like, no, I do really like Luigi more. So, yeah. yeah but no, I, did have I, I love Luigi. I love Luigi. He's mm-hmm. a he's a great character. Um, it's it's funny how they managed to make a character so similar to the t- titular character, Mario. Yeah. But also so different still. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so that, that's a great pick, Josh. Um, Thank you, buddy. Even though, your- I, even though I lost Luigi, I am glad that I get to lock in this one. My number two is Crash Bandicoot. 
Oh, nice. You didn't have to worry about that one. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I thought I thought maybe you'd pick him for some reason. Oh. Sure. Uh, Only Crash for Bandicoot. a steal. <laughs> Only for an Audi McSteel. Yeah. But uh... Uh, Crash Bandicoot, he gave so so. I'm I'm actually growing up. I was a bigger fan. Like in in the, in the grand scheme of things, I was a bigger fan of the N64 because I loved you know Ocarina of Time, one of my favorite games of all time. Sure. Um, but but my family, my parents bought us a PlayStation long before an N64. So I grew up a PlayStation kid. And if you didn't have Mario, what was the next best thing? Uh, Sony gave us Crash Bandicoot, which was a phenomenal series with amazing platforming and fun, quirky characters. Um, the first Crash Bandicoot I got was Crash Warped, which was actually the third one. I then, I then later got the first and second. But Crash Bandicoot, he's uh, we didn't realize how iconic he was because I think if you had told me back when I was 10, I think if you'd asked me back when I was 10 years old, you know, will Crash Bandicoot be a character? that has the, has a long legacy. I would have said, no, I would have said he's probably just a product of the nineties. Sure. But it turns out everyone still loves crash bandicoot in 2022. He's a great character. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, no, my I, favorite, sorry, my favorite game to feature crash is actually crash team racing, which is funny because it's the race. My game, favorite crash that, game. Yeah. But, uh, uh, he's a great character. Uh, I love him. And I, I was so glad we got crash bandicoot four a couple years ago. That's a great pick, yeah, Brian. Cause two. I mean, like, uh, it's interesting to see that crash came back with that insane trilogy and people were like, damn, this is really good. Hope they make a fourth one. And then they did, you know, it didn't and sell then, well enough for them. And now they dissolve the team into call of duty, which sucks, but I'm glad we got that. We got the crash team racing remake. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Same with the Spyro stuff. They brought Spyro back for a little bit too, Yeah, but we didn't get a, we didn't get a, a new one in that entry, but we did get the original three. So that now I'm now I'm even more worried you're going to steal someone else. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to read this I real quick. Actually, this this is pertaining to this. You'll find this interesting. I've been reading, guys, the uh, the video game ultimate video history of video games, and there's two volumes, and the vol- second volume features on talks about the PS2 era, Dreamcast, Xbox, Nintendo Wii, and stuff. This is what uh, this designer, producer, and programmer said about this stuff, and it has to do with Crash. He said. First issue, we, they're talking about designing the PlayStation games for the PlayStation 2. Apparently, it was like incredibly difficult. They said, first issue we had was that PlayStation 2, this brand new hardware, was going to need brand new technology, and we all wanted to get an early start on it. Since I can speak Japanese and I'm always willing to travel, I did a sabbatical in Tokyo for three months before dev kits were widely distributed, learning about PS2 and writing a sample engine. The PS2 let us create free and open 3D worlds. Naughty Dog with Crash Bandicoot gave the appearance of this lush 3D world, but of course, the camera was on rails while Insomniac was doing Spyro one room over and showing that you could do open-world stuff on the PS1. The goal shifted to a no-load open-world that you could freely traverse. That was quite the target, but it was largely achieved with Jack and Daxter. Pretty cool stuff. I love hearing that. So Yeah, because uh, Jack and Daxter's, I actually... like I, As a game, I like Crash Team Racing more mm-hmm. than Jack and Daxter, but I like Jack as a character even more than crash for sure. So. Hell yeah. Cool. Okay. Josh, right. what's, what's your number three? Number Am three I- pick is from halo. It is the arbiter. Okay. He wasn't on my list. Well, what was that line? Brian with the prophets lies. Give me that one. You delivered <laughs> things are much clearer now with all the prophets. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> that shit gets me every time, dude. I love oh, that. Creighton dies every time too. Dude, that's day. so good. Uh, I do really love the arbiter. You know what? Uh, you know, we said this time and again on the podcast, but, First time playing through Halo 2, and I was upset. I do remember getting to the Arbiter level and shutting it off. Now, Brian's story is that you went back and you played the Chief missions, the Mombasa one. Yeah. And all that. yeah. But I, I just shut it off because I played it, you know, at, at 
I got it the day after, or I got home from school and I started playing it and I just got past those missions. And I was like, I'm going to stop here. This doesn't seem fun. So I picked it up a different time and I kind of had to push through actually. I don't think I've said that before, but yeah, I, I, I think I did have to push through those Arbiter missions, but MCC and Halo three, obviously preceding, I really came to love the Arbiter and I was so happy. My favorite feature about Halo three wasn't even theater or forge or any of that. It was the four player co-op and it was the fact that chief and Arbiter were going to be together throughout the whole game. And I thought what a great marriage to have, you know, Halo one be a focus on our main guy chief. The second one be this duality. And then the third one, just bring it all together to bring it home. I was really happy with that. So, and I loved, uh, you know, I thought the heads up display, I remember that so much playing Halo 3 and, and 2, but just the heads up display was was great, you know, because I when I when I played with friends most of the time in co-op, I usually let somebody be chief because usually people don't want to be Arbiter and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll play as him, you know, so I mean, I don't I don't mind, but I, I love him. I do love him. Uh, the Arbiter is a phenomenal character. Uh, he he can even he even rivals chief like some people like Arbiter more and I, I get it. He has great character development. He's an awesome character design uh arbiter arbiter would have been on my list if i didn't have there's a reason why he's not okay but he's absolutely deserving to be in there um i'm guessing you thought did you think that was a steal for me josh no i thought it was a possibility but i i didn't think he was gonna be a strong chance yeah i i love the arbiter though uh his arc in two is honestly what makes the game and uh just seeing him again and i mean three you get him as a co-op character and he's in the story but then seen him again in five like we all like to talk about how halo five was like the most disappointing halo but like i'll always be so glad i got to see him again in five with sure Keith david like it was so cool so uh that's a phenomenal pick that's a that's a top drawer pick top drawer pick brian i love uh, you using pick. that yeah okay okay over to um, you for your number three my number three uh you know what sucks is I'm still debating who like I've now now I have an empty slot at ten because I don't know who's going to replace BJ so I hope you don't steal anymore but I'm trying to think oh, no, who I can pick for three to make sure you don't steal but Heck, I'm going to go ahead not- I don't think this one's on your list okay but if this person was on your list and I lost it I would be really pissed my number three is from from Oblivion Lucien Lachance ooh wow. Brian said he was going to have fun with these picks, guys, and he was—he he wasn't lying. Lucian Lachance, you know what, man? If I was picking another Oblivion character, that would have been one for that. I mean, I can think of a couple more I really yeah. love, but goddamn, that's a great pick. Why'd you go with that yeah, one, dude? Um, well, so you sleep of, rather soundly for a murderer. <laughs> one of the uh, one of me and Josh's favorite games of all time is the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Uh, last draft, he picked the Adoring Fan, which is a great, hilarious pick. Uh, and Very that made me that made me think of you know what what character what character would I pick from from Elder Scrolls and my first thought was Dovahkin guy and then I thought no no he doesn't have a character like I'm gonna go with who's who's memorable to me losing the chance I remember uh, Creighton my little brother getting me into Oblivion and him telling me to do the Dark Brotherhood quest you know now everyone knows if you're an Elder Scrolls fan everyone's like of course Dark Brotherhood's awesome but back <laughs> like, put yourself in the mindset that you don't know anything about Elder Scrolls yeah. Someone tells you, oh, you should do this quest line called the Dark Brotherhood. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You don't really know why yet. Well, playing no. Oblivion's Dark Brotherhood, um, you know, you go through it and then you eventually meet this conniving character that is Lucy and Lachance. And he has a very deep voice in the game. You know, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm Lucy and Lachance. I mean, he's very deep. And the funny thing is, I, I forgot about this. For those of you that hadn't played Oblivion, Lucy and Lachance is in Skyrim. He is a ghost summon in the Dark Brotherhood of that game. 
But what makes him so iconic in the first game is, is that he's an, he's an awful character. He's evil. He's part of the Dark Brotherhood, and he's conniving. But due to a misunderstanding... I used to do Due to a misunderstanding and getting the information too late... I'm sorry. Other, other members of the Dark Brotherhood thinks that Lucien Lachance was a betrayer. So by the time you show up to tell everyone he's not... He is hanging there, skinned alive, fucked up, and honestly, and the like, biggest twist in that—that that biggest, yeah, biggest like, twist in the entire game. It's a huge twist, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And you're just—you're. I remember my jaw being on the ground, like, "Oh my god!" Like I just found out he was innocent, and then yeah. it's like another thing that makes his character yeah. so great is you end up—you end up loving his character and feeling bad for him. You feel like he's your friend. But he's really a piece of shit from the Dark Brotherhood. Right? Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's an awful guy. Yeah, I gotta play this clip real quick. Hang on, where? Let's see. Let's see. You sleep rather soundly for a murderer. Ah! That's good. <laughs> You'll need a clear conscience for what I'm about to propose. Oh, yeah, dude, so good. so good. Great pick. And man, you're right though. That quest line is iconic for a reason. The Who Done It quest was yeah. amazing, preceding it. And you think you're hitting like peak storytelling peak fun in that quest and then yeah they throw you that twist killing lucian chance and then you're gonna kill everybody in the dark brotherhood and that was awesome the the the, the bar was set so high that i don't think they could top it for skyrim because i think skyrim's dark brotherhood's great but and i know it's opinion but for me like <laughs> oblivion's is better than <laughs> <You're> skyrim's <laughs> oblivion I mean, come is on. better and come on <laughs> get out of josh, here josh what is your number four right uh yeah my number four pick I I think I'm going to take one. I don't think you'll have on the list. Let me. I want to make sure you got this right. Your top three was BJ Blazkowicz, Arbiter. Was the other one? Uh, Luigi was my second, and then Luigi. That's right. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this is your number four. BJ, Luigi, and Arbiter. Uh, Number four. I'm going to have this one. Don't worry. My number four is going to be Cade Six from Destiny One and Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I loved. I loved Cade Six, man. You know, and best character in that game. Yeah, I've fallen off the Destiny train. I don't think I'll ever get back on. But it's not to poo poo on that. Brian and I have some uh, super nostalgic memories with both Destiny games. He loves Destiny One more. I love Destiny Two more. But we have played both together, and we had such an amazing time. And I just remember sitting up in the break room at at my job and. I was getting excited for Destiny 2, and there was that um, for the puppies commercial, if you guys remember that. It was that live-action one. And I was there with my friend Xavier, and we had our friend Julian. And Xavier and I were just talking back and forth the same way Brian and I would, sort of in our own bubble. And Julian, throughout that shift, was kind of like, what are you guys talking about? And we were like, we're talking about this game, and blah, blah, blah. It's about to come out. And we're up there in the break room and we show him that trailer and he's like, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. And then immediately we went into like, okay, we got to create a fire team. What's our fire team name? And we were trying to come up with all that stuff. And that was just a really fun time. That launch window for destiny two was amazing. I played it a lot more afterward, but uh, I just, I love Kate six. And you know, I love Nathan Fillion. I I've watched him in castle. Uh, oddly enough, I've never seen him in Firefly. A bunch of you guys are going, oh, but uh, I, I just haven't seen that yet. But I love Nathan Fillion just in general. And uh, I was a big fan. Big sad when his character got killed. But uh, <laughs> I, lo- I loved it. You, you say you're sad, but you make it sound like you're mocking What it got killed. got killed like a little bear. <laughs> <laughs> but what sucked is I think they brought in Nolan North for that because they couldn't get Nathan Fillion. And it sounds... From what I remember, it sounds almost just like him. But uh, 
yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't it wasn't him. But uh, okay. but great, he went out in a blaze of glory. But I love Kate Six, you know, and I'm I'm just always I got sentimental value with those Destiny games. I don't think I'll ever be able to return just because of where I'm at in my life, and also just yeah. the way those games are. But goddamn, beautiful, beautiful, funny. well-made games. I mean, I can't say too much on Cade, but I can say more on Destiny. I will say that Cade was probably the most charismatic character of the of the game. I really did enjoy him. Um, but that's the interesting thing, right? Is like if people ask me about Destiny, I'll always say like I don't give a crap about Destiny. But the fact is, I have great memories of the first and second game. And even though I played it probably one one thousandth of what most people play those games, uh, great memories with them. So that's a good pick, Josh. You couldn't have picked anyone better from Destiny. No, thank you, man. I, I know <laughs> not too many uh, I like as much. I think our lists are going to I think the voting is going to be much more so far. I'm feeling like it's going to be much closer. OK. So, All right. Well, over to uh, you for your number four, Brian. What is yours? Number four. I am going to go with the God of War himself, Kratos. Oh, wow. That might have locked you in, buddy. That's a great pick. It's going to help me. That's going to help, help me, you for sure. for sure. Kratos is a great um, fucking pick. Yeah, I think uh, see, I felt kind of bad. I felt kind of bad picking Kratos because I don't have the history with him that other people do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've earned the respect to get Kratos on there because basically my exposure to Kratos is I dipped my toes in some of the earlier games. I played as him in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I know all about the character's history, but then the big moment where he became a, a fan favorite for me is playing God of War 2018. Because okay. I just, for me, for me, one of the negatives of the original God of War games was they were just such hack and slashes. And what was promising about God of War 2018 is they were going to take this more story-driven approach that like The Last of Us has, but still mentioned with, or still mashed together with the bombastic action of God of War. So playing... Playing God of War and getting to know his character, who's less less angry, less vengeful, and more of a like dad role, uh, just made me fall for the character. Yeah, just constant boy, boy, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kratos. I mean, he was a badass in the original games, and he's even more lovable in 2018. Obviously, right now, I would say in contemporary gaming culture, mm-hmm. Kratos is one of the biggest characters in gaming. That God of War follow-up Ragnarok that's coming either later this year or next year is one of the most anticipated. And I would say, honestly, I don't know if I would have said this, but I've seen many different polls and forums. And it's Kratos, when the question's asked, who is PlayStation's mascot if you had to pick one character? It always ends up being Kratos. He even beats Nathan Drake to me, which wow. is shocking to me. I would say Nathan Drake over Kratos. Probably, I mean, I can see them on equal but, playing field. Uh, so if people go with Kratos, I understand it. But wow, but Kratos is constantly seen as uh, the mascot for PlayStation. You know what's so interesting with that? Because I think like what Uncharted Four came out in 2017, and you did have Lost Legacy, but Lost Legacy was very much a spinoff victory lap. But Lost Le- or uh, when Uncharted Four came out, people were enamored with it. Couldn't stop talking yeah. about it. They had limited edition console and everything. But then you have like less than a year later in April of 2018, I think it was, you had God of War come out. And I think that just, you know, took ever took everyone by surprise and took everything over. So I think that's it. And it's also I mean, it's not to hate on it because, I mean, I know it's amazing, but I think it's it's probably a little recency bias, too. You know, it's it, because it's yeah. just so good, you know, and that guy that was getting perfect scores and stuff. So well deserved and yeah. great pick. I, yeah, I definitely don't feel like God of War 2018 was a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but it was exceptional. It was exceptional. Hell yeah, man. So, no, that's Kratos, a bang yeah, of a pick. That'll great. help me. That'll help, That'll me help you sure. a ton. Wow. Yeah, right. I probably was never going to. five, Josh. What's your five? 
Uh, number five, uh, not that these guys are all going directly head to head like this is some kind of versus like fighting game match, but uh, someone that I think could go toe to toe with him and potentially come out on top. One of the very few. I'm going to go with Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, the chosen one. Liu Kang. Another Mortal Kombat. Yeah, pick. another Mortal Kombat pick. Uh, Liu Kang is uh, sometimes I, I go back and forth between him and Johnny Cage being my favorite, but it is a Johnny Cage. Liu Kang is amazing, though. Uh, I loved his prowess in the games. We got a somewhat similar, the closest Mortal Kombat game we ever got to the original God of War games was Shaolin Monks. This two-player cooperative experience with you, and you you played as either Liu Kang or, or uh, Kung Lao, and you could basically go through the uh, some of the events of the stories and uh, had some great combos and some crazy blood, super gory and all that stuff. Real intense, but uh, I've just always loved Liu Kang, and the in the recent Mortal Kombat 11, it was incredible. He becomes like he becomes the new Raiden and stuff like that. And it was just mind blowing. So, I mean, Liu Kang in terms of just general Liu Kang, this guy can morph into a dragon. This guy can rip people's limbs off. Uh, he also becomes a fire god. So, I mean, if anyone's going to challenge Kratos, is that little detail? <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to challenge Kratos, he, he stands a good chance of winning. But not now. I can't say that for many others. Although I think no. oh, I will say I do think most people at least would look at this. And if they're getting to list five, they're at number five. And they see Liu Kang, or they hear Liu Kang, and they see Kratos. They're gonna be like, "Kratos, fuck you guys! <laughs> you don't think about that shit. Well, Suck on my bowels. Uh, we're I not mean, thinking about that." Mortal Kombat is a you know that's a gigantic IP with sure. a huge legacy, and I guess its its biggest strength is maybe its biggest weakness for this game is that it is just chock full of iconic characters. Like most, I mean, there is like we talked about this last episode. There are some characters everyone will point to, like Scorpion or Sub Zero, mm-hmm. but like at the same time. You know, there's not just one iconic character in Mortal Kombat. It's a slew of, of iconic characters. No, absolutely. So, and you know what? I mean, I don't know if you have. I don't think you did in the last episode. I could be wrong, but you didn't have any fighting game picks. And I thought I don't really. I played a couple Street Fighters growing up, but I never really. Once I played Mortal Kombat, I didn't really look back, and uh, I haven't really played much else since. I tried Killer Instinct for Xbox One, and it was fun, but it wasn't my cup of tea as much. I just but like I see why people I tried- love it. I get it. I try to get into Injustice because I love like Batman and Joker and stuff, right. but I just don't like fighting games. Like, no, and it's not like, I mean, I don't even think it's fair to say I don't like them. I think it's just fair to say I get bored with them quickly. I'm very fortunate that NetherRealm has really cornered the market on like their storytelling is like yeah. cream. It's peak. So other fighting games that try to tell a story are fun. It's nice that they they do that now. Because it's more incentivization, but but your face uh, is saying it's poopy. <laughs> yeah, it's po- well by yeah. comparison, the Mortal Kombat ones have yeah. been real good. So, but over to you, buddy. What is your number okay. six? Well, I was going to say one more thing about how you say Luke Luke Kang. Yeah, Luke Kangy. Say since I don't have any c- connection with the character, <laughs> I will say okay. what came to my mind when you whenever somebody says Luke Kang, I always think of Lil Kang. Okay. Yeah. And, Lil, and, Lil, and, and to me, Lil Kang is the the smallest unknown uh, Donkey Kong brother. <laughs> Lil Kang. <laughs> That's great because I could have seen how instantly you were like, he's just he just started playing Donkey Kong. What the hell? Like, like, <laughs> like Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong's small, but Lil Kang is like way Lil smaller Kang. than Diddy Kong. That's Lil Kang. Oh man. Okay, Josh. Um, so some picks I pick because I have a super extreme attachment. Okay. Other picks I pick because I think they're going to bolster my team. Okay. Um, so this is more of a bolstering. I do have one iconic gaming experience with this character, but this is mostly to bolster my team and give me a better chance of defeating Josh in this draft. Okay. My number, I think this is six. Yep. Is that right? Yep. 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 My number six is Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. 
God yeah. damn it. I'm looking, I was looking at my list. I was like, did I have him? Yeah, he was on my list. Fuck. Okay, there was a long delay there. So I was like, what does this mean? No, 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 you're good. Because, well, because I had to double check, but I had, I was torn between Sonic Knuckles and Tails. But I was, I was really thinking about that the other day when I was coming up with my list. And I was like, fuck, man. I was like, he could pick Sonic. But I was like, maybe I'm not. I'm surprised how much we were thinking about each other's list. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like the competition. Like we're, both, we're both schemers. Like, <laughs> uh, trying to anticipate the other's moves. Yeah. So gonna, I picked Sonic for two main reasons. Yeah. One, the biggest main reason is he is a industry icon, a gaming behemoth. And it doesn't matter that most of his games are bad. He is still one of the most iconic characters in gaming. Everyone loves the Blue Hedgehog. I mean, he earned his place in, in gaming history. Yeah. Um, so that's the main reason I picked him. The second reason is there was a time for about a year, maybe two, but probably closer to a year, where my favorite video game of all time was Sonic Adventure 2. Dude. And Sonic was one of the coolest characters in my life for a while. Sonic Adventure uh, 1 was like a a moment in time for me with the Sega Dreamcast. It's a big reason why that's my favorite yeah. console of all time. I understand. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic Adventure 1 and, and 2 are both. I mean, I love 2, like, but yeah. Just, yeah, they're both great. I feel like 2 was improved on 1, but then again, they're they're different no, it's enough. Fair, it's that, a fair argument. I just yeah. I have that nostalgia. I mean, you have City Escape and Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Rolling around at the speed yeah. of sound. Got places to go. Gotta follow my way home. Yeah, so good. So, but the first one you had those little 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 things you pick up. Nickel. I love them. Well, they're in two them. also. Oh, they are. Yep. Actually, Josh, I don't know if you know this, but the most renowned part of Sonic Adventure Two is the Cheo Garden. I did not know. So, that. I did not. Wow. Know that. I okay. played it for a rental, and I had a good time with it, but I didn't have as much time as I did with uh, Sonic Adventure. Plus, that was just an awesome point because Sonic went 3D. You know, that was a really big time <laughs> for Sonic. That's 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 my problem with Sonic though. Is like I have this this such a strong memory of playing Sonic Adventure Two and loving that game. But the thing is, this okay. You know how sometimes me and Josh will be like. Oh yeah, objectively this game's bad, but subjectively I love it. Well, this is the problem with I have a Sonic Adventure 2. It's neither of those for me. I think objectively it's not a good game. And subjectively, as the years have went on, I don't really like it anymore either. Mm. It's just not it's just not that good. Like Sonic Adventure 2 is just not that good of a game. Like, <laughs> let me break it down for yeah. you. There's three break different types of, there's three different types of gameplay in Sonic Adventure 2. You have your hedgehog gameplay, which is Sonic and Shadow, where they run through levels super fast. Uh-huh. That's that's a blast. That's fun. Then you got your mech, your mech gameplay. That's two, that's one third of the game, is where you're either Eggman or Tails controlling a mech and you just shoot through levels. Hell yeah. And it's not it's not that much fun. It's really not that much fun. And then you have your third method, which is you play either Knuckles or Rouge the Bat, and you fly around doing a hide and seek, basically. You're searching for Chaos Emeralds, and it's not very much fun either. No. So of you have three parts, three components of this game, and two thirds of the game is not even fun to play. Okay. Now I know there's going to be some fans out there who are listening who say, "Brian, but it was fun." Well, I don't know. Was it really? I feel like <laughs> you're nostalgia talking because I had fun too playing those those mech and and, and searching for Chaos Emeralds parts as a kid. You know, but I realize now that it was because I was a kid. Like they actually were not good. Yeah. So then it comes down to all you have in the game is the hedgehog sections, which is one third of the game. And even those aren't that great because the the level design and and the 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 missions sometimes get get pretty poor. Um, also, the story's ass nine. The story's ridiculous. <laughs> um, 
hearing Shadow the Hedgehog emotionally talk about a human girl named Maria. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Jesus Christ, I didn't mean to sound like Krusty the Clown or whatever the fuck his name is. But, yeah. <laughs> but so, that, was hilarious. So it, that was hilarious. It's a mixture of like Sonic Adventure 2 being one of the, the heightened moments of my gaming career as a kid, but also realizing the game's not that good. Uh, really, really, when it comes down to core games of quality, the original Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy and maybe Sonic Mania are what really holds him up to be like his quality games. Um, but anyway, look at it. Iconic character. That's my pick for number. I think that was no, that's a great six. pick, dude. I have a lot of affinity for Sonic. My first time with him was uh, with the Game Gear. And I love the Game Gear. So bulky mm. and fat, but I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. And 18 batteries to go an hour. <laughs> yeah. And, and seeing both movies, you know, have been fun. And it's nice to see Sonic come back into the limelight and... You know, I, I he's had he's really had a hard time. There's a huge part of me that thinks they just need to stick to that 2D form, the side scroller that they had. But they always yeah. keep trying to bring him in 3D and can't stuff. get it right. And they can't get it right. But there are a lot of people out there that still love those games and love the Sonic fandom. And uh, I totally respect that. I understand. But I will say, and this is not to poo poo on that, because if you guys love it, you love it. And I don't hate it. But I have this random memory of Brian. Uh, I was in his uh, in his bedroom one time and he's playing through. He's just beating. Sonic Adventure 2 and I'm watching the final cutscene. some characters like floating or something like that I don't remember but like I'm talking to Brian about this and I'm like man I never really would have pegged you for a Sonic fan he's like oh yeah dude. he was like when kid me played this I thought it was the best game of all time I thought it was the best story of all time and I don't know why but that made me bust a gut in that moment and I just broke laughing I completely right, because broke. it was a ridiculous statement well because I'm <laughs> like I'm seeing you say this with such conviction and I'm seeing this character like float and it's a fucking Sonic character and then I'm just like picturing little Brian who's like got his jaw dropped to the floor, like in awe at this. And I'm like, I know I've been there, but I was also it just so it's such a comical moment. I don't you want, know. You want, I can make it funnier moment. for you, Josh. Okay. Here's how I'll make it funnier for you. So I remember being like 12 years old and we had like a church gaming night. Yeah. And they had one of those like roll away TVs, like they'd roll into your classroom when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And I had my GameCube hooked up and I was playing Sonic Adventure 2. And I had two friends watching me play the final boss fight of Sonic Adventure 2. It was Kyle, our friend Kyle, and then my other friend Kyle. you don't know. Other friend you don't know from my childhood, his name is Tyler Halterman. Okay. And so Tyler and Kyle are watching me play this final battle. And basically, for those of you who don't know, the, the final boss of Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Shadow and Sonic the Hedgehog both go basically into their Super Saiyan forms where they turn a different color. <laughs> cool. And they're floating in space and they're fighting this giant like bio lizard weapon. And come a long this, way this, from Sonic too. And this music that's playing is like this this angsty rock music while you're floating through sky. I think like the lyrics are like one of the lyrics of the song is like and you can hardly swallow your fear and pain um, and uh so anyways it's playing this edgy music you're super saiyan mode and i am playing and josh i'm sure you've probably experienced this before i am playing this final boss and i know that behind me is tyler and kyle watching me play yeah and i'm thinking to myself this moment is so badass and I'm controlling the character and I am so badass. Everyone watching me right now thinks I'm a badass. Dude, I get that feeling though. We all have had those moments where someone like yeah. either a parent, a friend at the, or, or some kid at the arcade came in or came over and was watching us play. And we felt like gods. Anytime that, yeah, happens, basically anytime I've had that happen with halo in person. 
holy shit that's a good feeling that's Josh, great. i want to see if i can pull i don't know if you already tried i'm gonna see if i can find that part of that song um yeah hang on let me see is, the, is this it does sound like it um uh, is that i want i want to the lyrics though oh man i don't know yeah here it comes Oh my God! See, that's playing, and I'm super saying, and I'm like, everyone thinks I'm a freaking badass. <laughs> that's that's uh that's actually pretty good, man. That's not bad. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, it looks like you came back. You were fucking getting into it in the studio. The they were like, not good, dude. We're like, it's you know what? Game. We're not sure. We're confident about this final battle. We it's up to you to really bring it and convince people. This is amazing. He's like, okay, I Looks got like you. He came back. Oh. <laughs> Dude, okay, Josh, we're running out of time. Yeah, I know. Here, We've been going pretty long. There I love it. Ton of fun. Ton of fun as always. Uh, dude, I don't know where we got. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god, oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> I just there uh, uh, can be future episodes where you're talking. I'm just gonna interrupt. Ooh, that, <laughs> that's your D's nuts now. Uh, okay, <laughs> I somehow we got switched around though because my number six is second, even though I went, even though I kicked it off with the first pick. Oh, I, I had to mix it up too. I know, but it's okay, all good. It's go. all good. My go. number six. Wake the fuck up, samurai. We got a city to burn. I'm going with Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk 2077, man. I almost put him on my list. Nice, man. dude. Yeah. I man, I gotta say, after beating that game, dude, like I I I, I bought in because it was Counter Reeves, but I still didn't know, like, after learning more about Johnny Silverhand, if I was gonna really like this dude. By the end of the game, I, I'll just say, I mean, I, especially because Halls, I think Halls and uh, Steve of High Potion are playing through it, so I'm not gonna spoil it. But I will say by the end of the game, I felt like this dude understood me like nobody else. And I understood him like nobody else. And it makes sense because of what you're going through in that game. But dude was just an absolute icon of Night City, an absolute legend. And uh, I mean, Counter Reeves brought so much to that performance. And shit, I, I mean, mean, some of the music. To like Johnny Silverhand is to like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. To like Keanu Reeves is to like. It's Johnny hard to Silver. separate the two, but I mean, I was just. From the moment, like if you guys went back and you watch that, I'll, I'll sum this up so we can get moving on. But if you go back and you watch that like initial 40 minute demo they showed in like 2018, there's a moment when the, 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 I quote this with Jeff all the time, but the announcer guy, the narrator of this demo, He's like, hello, Night City. The music on the radio was none other than blah, blah, blah. Night City legend Johnny Silverhand. And you hear that song chipping in. And it's not chipping in by Samurai if you're listening to the soundtrack. It's actually Carrie Uridine's version. But super fucking good. I love that song. And I just I love his character. And I just think he was great, you know, and, and all the shit that, that he talked to you and you could talk back to him and the interactions you had. And just some of the crazy things you can do in the story. But again, I'm not going to spoil it since uh, I know a couple of people are playing that right now. But whew, dude, uh, iconic, iconic character in the history of video games to me. Yeah, I think he will go down in there. I agree. I, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little a little irritated because I'm like because I have I had I have a couple. I'm thinking about slotting in for my 10 and he was one of them because well, I, I will say, dude, it. the whole time you were talking about Kratos earlier. I was just so pissed that you stole Spider-Man PS4 from me still. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I, I only Spider-Man PS4 wouldn't even be in my top five. Dude, that, I, them, I gotta steal them. Steal of the steal century, them. dude. I don't know if we'll ever have a draft where you steal something else out for me, just like quite that big. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But anyway, over uh, to you. Going on to my next one. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do I have next? 
I am going to go with this one. This one you would never expect, probably. Okay. Wander from Shadow of the Colossus. The main character's name is Wander. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never played Shadow of the Colossus, guys, so this is news to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, you play a young boy who uh, has there has brought this this woman that's going to die. Uh, you, you're trying. You want to revive her. You want to bring her back to life and. Uh, right. Uh, queue up Evanescence, bring me back to life. Uh, <laughs> Wake me up! Yeah, that's how the game starts. Uh, actually, yeah, Shadow Colossus, it could have went down in history with Sonic if they just played that. At the, the <laughs> wake me up! Wake me up! I can't wake up! Looks like it came back for more! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically the whole the whole game, Shadow Colossus, it, it's funny, every time someone pitched Shadow of the Colossus to me, I thought it sounded not fun mm-hmm. until I played it, and I'm like, wow, this game's amazing. Uh, the whole game, you basically just ride around on your horse looking for these giant colossi to destroy. And if, every time you destroy the colossi, you get closer to uh, reviving this girl. And um, I just I just chose Wander because uh, he's a he's a cool character. He rides a badass horse and slays giant monsters uh, and tries to, to, to revive this woman. Um, it's an it's an iconic game. I know many people love it. And uh, oh, yeah. he's just a character. I think he's a character Jeff's that favorite games. He loves that game. Yeah, I think he's a character that like he's not going to win me big points like Kratos, but I think he's the kind of character that like if someone was like not sure which list to choose and then they have a soft spot for Shadow of the Colossus, they're going to go, I think I'm going to choose Brian's list because I want Shadow of the Colossus, sure. you know, wander. So that's that's where I'm going, Josh. Let's go over no, to you. I'm, I'm overdue for a playthrough on that game, too. That's just one I've never touched. But uh, I think you'll like it. I think I, think I, think I like would. It. I think I really would. Yeah. Uh, anyway, number seven for me is going to be a big daddy. From Bioshock, okay. namely Bioshock nice. 1 and 2. But uh, I loved those characters right from the get-go, man. Bioshock is in my top five favorite games of all time. Uh, I've never beat the second one. It's I want to. I want to. I just fell off. But I love those games. Um, and I, I, I had a collector's edition. You got, the, you got this uh, metal bust figure of a Big Daddy. And just seeing them in the game was always intimidating and, and so stress-inducing trying to kill them even when you like really got a ton of good plasmids and you had had leveled up and and you you basically were like souped up and super good uh they were always still in intimidating and tough fights especially when you get a couple of them i remember one time i was playing and a big daddy came like zooming at me as i was backing up completely caught me off guard and i'm rushing into this other room and then another big daddy comes through and i was like jesus christ i got so petrified dude and i was like how do i get out of it like how are we gonna get out of this one you know but uh i did but uh amazing game uh crazy tough characters and i came to feel really bad killing them too because of how much the little sisters doted on them and needed them and stuff like that and like when they walk around holding hands and stuff but uh god damn amazing game god damn is it good just bioshock is a masterpiece it really is a masterpiece game i think but a landmark yeah. benchmark experience for sure Big Daddy is an amazing pick uh, to make this short. You know, Bioshock is one of the greatest games of all time. The original Bioshock, completely deserving. It's so weird because I have played the, all the Bioshock games. I really enjoy them. Um, Infinite was my favorite, mm-hmm. even though it's seen as either the worst or usually seen as the worst. But Infinite is not as iconic as the first game. Uh, the Big Daddies are far more iconic than the Songbird. It's not even close. And... For some reason, those games never got into the upper echelons of my of my favorites. I don't know why, because they're so amazing, but they're great games. And the Big Daddy is a phenomenal pick. That's going to help you big time, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, nice play on Josh, the word there. What's yours? 
Um, my eight. next pick, my next pick, yeah. I, while you were talking, I, I decided who's going to replace my BJ Blaskovic. Oh, okay. Uh, I found the perfect one to not only help my team, but potentially steal from you. Ooh. Uh, and I think I might've made a mistake. I think I said the wander, the wander was eight for me. I think that was my seven. Okay. Are you keeping track? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think I'm pretty sure. So my number eight is Joel from the last of us. You bitch. So, he was Fuck you, Brian. Dude, I had him on my list, and I was not honestly sure if he was going to make this one or a third episode. I was really torn because I thought I do love his character, but yep. I just, you know, I have so many others I, I do kind of love more and stuff like that. Yep. But Joel, dude, damn. Wow. Yep. That one hurts. <laughs> that one hurts. Then mission accomplished because you took my PJ. Um, oh, I love this. Dude. I, 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 th- this I feel like great. even more than even more than Haas and Steve, like I am taking this. I'm pers- trying to make this personal. I'm trying to be a dick. Uh, uh, you have done that yourself. So, you did that from yeah. the very beginning, so, Brian. So Joel did not make my 10 because I love The Last of Us, but The Last of Us isn't in my top games the same way as other people. Like I, I love it, but it's not up there for me as much. So I wasn't going to have it in my top 10. Man. But I was thinking of who I was going to get to replace BJ Blaskovitz, And I had it down to three characters. Uh, I had it down. Well, I had it down to two characters. I had it down to two characters. Actually, I had it down to, um, Oh, who'd you just take? Oh, Johnny Silverhand. Yep. And then one other character that I'm not going to say, cause I'm going to save him for a draft. <laughs> three, just in case. Okay. But then I was like, Oh shit, Joel, no one's taking Joel. I got to take Joel. Anyways, long story short, Joel is a character we all fell in love with in the first game. And, I'm just going to make it short and simple for me. The two reasons I love Joel is because of the opening with his daughter that he loses and how emotional that was to go through. What an opening. What an opening. And then, yeah. And then two, for the decisions he makes as the game comes to its conclusion. Yeah. And you realize that what he's doing realistically makes him a piece of shit, but you don't care because if you were in his shoes, he does it out of love. You know, it's he selfish. Does it because it's purely selfish, but he does it out of He love. loves Ellie. Yeah. He loves Ellie. And, and that's what it so it was such a tough well, it's, decision. It's selfish and it's not though, because he does it selfishly to protect her, but he also does it more selfishly for himself, his own self, because he loves her. Right. She would have she would have given herself up for a cure if it was possible, but he wouldn't. Right. Great character development. I I personally am, am completely happy with how they handle his character in the second game. I was gonna say it was tough watching, but man, was it some of the best yeah. storytelling I've ever experienced. That's that what makes that's what makes better storytelling. Josh, over to you. I think this is your number nine. Uh, number no, this would be my number eight. Because uh, like I said, we eight? got mixed okay. up. Yeah. So I've got really? so okay. far. I've got BJ, uh, Luigi, yeah. Arbiter, Cade Six, Liu Kang, Johnny Silverhand, Big Daddy. Coming in at number eight is I gotta have a Star Wars pick on here, guys. You know who I am. It's your boy. I'm going with Star Killer from the Force Unleashed games. This guy, now don't get me wrong, it, you know, it's not canon anymore, but at the time it was pretty ridiculous to think this guy was somehow the most powerful Jedi ever. Totally whoops on Darth Vader, totally whoops on Darth Vader uh, and Palpatine, and his family sigil was the Rebel Alliance logo. So they took that after his death in the first game. They take that and they're like, we need a, we need a thing to get behind. They're like, we'll do that. We use the family crest. Super cool at the time. Kid, Teenage me was like, this is next level. Holy shit. And that was there. That was like the early 2000s version or the 210s. I don't know what I can. No, it's 2008. Early 2000s version of what Shadows Shadows of the Empire was. Shadows of the Empire came out in 95, was marketed as everything but the movie. They had a book, a video game, a comic series, figurines, soundtrack, everything but the movie. 
And that's essentially what Force Unleashed was. Video game, book, uh, soundtrack, you know, toys and everything. So that was their next iteration of that. And I fell in love with his character. Um, I'm totally blanking on the actor's name right now, but he's the guy who voices uh, Darth Maul. That is absolutely... Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, thank you. Yes, Sam Witwer. I absolutely love that dude in general. Uh, not only is he one hell of a handsome son of a bitch with that butt chin, but dude is a great uh, game master. He did a series with the Star Wars Rebels cast on YouTube uh, with Freddie Prince and, and company. Uh, super amazing with that. Uh, the guy's just super nice. I could ramble about him uh, so long, but I, I just I loved his character. I you loved I, I loved Star- I love this pick. You know why? Because fuck Kel Cast Kel Kestis. Fuck Kel Kestis. <laughs> Oh man! I I am so glad you picked a Star Wars character, and it was not that son of a. Bitch. Little did you know yeah. he's coming up next. Uh, save him for draft three where he belongs. <laughs> Cal Kestis, yeah. I, I I can't stand that character, so I'm so glad you. Didn't Brian hates him. <laughs> Brian hates. I hate him. He loves the. And when I when I heard Cal they were Kestis. thinking about giving that piece of shit a care uh, a freaking TV show, I was like, don't waste the budget, please. <laughs> hate him. Hate him, Brian. Will, but the, the news will come out. Brian, like, well, you know who's Roland. not going to watch that? Me. He's he's better than Roland, though. So, oh, everyone's better. You know than Roland. I, I, everyone's better than yeah, Roland. Everyone's better than Roland. Yeah. So let's be fair. Uh, Anyways, Josh, I need to clarify. Since you read down your list, I'm going to read down my list because I I think I've said number eight like three times now. I don't know. <laughs> so let's here's see. what I have so far. Okay. I'll get this right. I have Spider Man. Yep. Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Uh, Lucy and Lachance. Okay. Um. Then I have. Sonic. Okay. Then I have uh, Wander, which was from uh, Shadow, or right. Shadow of the Colossus. All right. That's five. Okay. Um, who else did I have? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> oh, Joel, which was, that would be six. That was your last one. We're How missing, you're missing one or two people in here. I've been jotting so mine confused. down. Yeah, I've been jotting mine Well, down. I have all, no, I have all mine written down except for Joel. So I'm confused here. Hmm. Um, Spider-Man, Kratos, Sonic. You didn't say Kratos earlier, yeah. Oh, Joel, Crash Bandicoot, Wander, Lucy, and Lachance. Okay, so this is my eight. Okay. Yep. I said eight three times now, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Go my eight is going to be... Um, I guess I'm going to go with Fox McCloud from Star Fox 64. Ooh, okay. Is that the dual barrel roll guy? Uh, well, it's from his game, but okay. Peppy Hare, his 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 teammate, is the one that says do a barrel roll. <laughs> do a barrel yeah. roll. I love uh, that shit. Fox McCloud. Um, here's here's the main. Obviously, it goes like this, guys. The legacy of the Star Fox games is not good because most of the Star Fox games are either wildly inconsistent or just not that great. You had Star Fox on the SNES. Mm-hmm. that never got that big and it was it was trying to be 3d and a 2d console it just you never got too big still still loved by many sure then you had the follow-up star fox 2 which never got released until the snes mini it was it was postponed for 20 30 years however long it was sure that came out you know to you know so most people didn't really know anything about it till recently then you have the moment where fox mcleod became a household name, which was Star Fox 64 for the N64. Right. It was I do remember games. actually seeing a, a display of that, like at Toys yeah. R Us, at my Toys R Us. So like the actual like system, and they had the 64 there, and That's you could so play cool. it. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was one of the best games on the console. Everyone loved Star Fox 64. Uh, at that point in time, I think people thought that Fox McCloud was going to be up there with Link and Mario and sure. everyone else. But quickly... 
they just lost the DNA of the character. Uh, his fall, his next game was on the GameCube. It was Star Fox Adventures, uh-huh. which was a Zelda ripoff where you didn't really hardly ever fly a ship. You basically just ran around third person as Fox. Okay, dude. Uh, uh, solving puzzles. I'm sorry. Real quick. How did how soon? How early did Star Fox 64 come out in the 64's lifespan? I think it was like the first year. Okay, and Super Mario 64 was a launch title, correct? Yep. But the, we didn't get the next the next Mario game was not until the GameCube, correct? Correct. Why did they have such gaps? Like just one per gen? I mean, I, the N64 was getting its ass whooped by the PS1, so that might have had something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're on a side. Oh, also, also, I should mention that... Um, Star Fox, so so like the follow-up to Star Fox 64 was called Star Fox Adventures for the GameCube, but it was actually originally a game called Dinosaur Planet for the N64 that Nintendo said, yo, stop for a moment, stop, uh, slap Star Fox's name on that and put it on the GameCube instead. So they turned Dinosaur Planet, an original IP for the N64, into a Star Fox game for what? the GameCube. What? Yeah. Where you, yeah, and actually, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the blue fox named Crystal. Uh, she was maybe. the main character. She was the main character in Dinosaur Planet. Instead, they're like, uh, make her a side character in the Star Fox game. What so, the hell? Did, so basically, you know, you have you have at, at the time you had one SNES game hardly anyone played. Then you had Star Fox 64 that everyone loved. Then you get to the GameCube and they make Star Fox Adventures, which is a third-person Zelda-like puzzle-solving dungeon game, which kind of changed yeah. changed what people expected. So then, after complaints about Star Fox Adventures it kind of segmented the fan base, right? Because you had everyone who loved the spaceship stuff that he became known for. But then you had a new sect of players who liked Fox as an on foot third person game. So then you get the follow up on GameCube called star Fox assault, where you spend half the game on foot and half the game in a ship. And it really didn't please either audience. And at that point, Nintendo didn't know what to do with the character anymore. And we didn't get a full console sequel until the Wii U with Star Fox, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Star Fox Zero, and it was basically, uh, by most people's standards, a crap game no one liked, oh, and man, now the series is on hiatus. I was going to say, like, hey, I've not heard a Star Fox thing in a while, but uh, my yeah, impression it, was that it was a banger, but I guess it was yeah. just a lighting in a bottle for that one game. Yeah, it's pretty much the only one game's really got the, the legacy. Damn, but that's but a shame. For me and my brother, we love 64 Adventures and assault brian i know we'll, we'll, we'll probably do an episode at some point where we're ranking our favorite video game consoles but where is the 64 for you oh i just did that yesterday on a i think it's I mean, number, get, i think it's i think it's my fifth okay i was gonna say don't give us the whole console. list let's say that for yeah future content future content yeah but okay yeah. okay that's pretty good okay pretty good over to you josh so i am on nine now yep, so you yep, should be on, on nine okay my number nine Another wild card slipping into the fold here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with the greatest Doom character to ever live, the Chex Warrior from Chex Quest. This game was a what the hell, fucking bang. It, it's a fact, bro. Uh, this game was a mail-in video game that came on a CD-ROM that came in cereal boxes. And this was like late 90s, I don't know, 96 or some shit. Brian's shaking his head, but he don't know about the checks quest. You guys I just don't know why you com- comments. At man. the finish line, you tank your own list. I'm not tanking my list. I'm extremely confident people are gonna in the see, Warrior. People are gonna- <laughs> You're last. People are going to see the checks. 
People get to see the checks where and they're going to vote on mine just because it's not the one without the checks guy. Well, they clearly are not getting enough nutrients in their system because checks warrior absolutely <laughs> brings it. You start the game off with the spoon or a fork or something like that before you start whooping on people with some blasto weapons. This game was awesome. It was first person. It was a kid friendly doom and people loved it. And to this day, it has a huge cult following uh angry video game nerd has done uh, an episode on it a lot of people love this series it, i think it had a second and third game but it is genuinely good i would love to see a port i i just don't know if it's a brand issue i'm sure there's something with that but i would absolutely eat up a port if i could brian you got a shit-eating grin on your face you punk ass what's up what's your thoughts oh penny penny I have all no- your thoughts I don't have any thoughts. I'm just ready for my character. <laughs> well, let's move on then. I'm very confident with mine. <laughs> Warrior is locked in at number nine. Over to you, Brian. I'm like, what's the best way to be a dick in regards to this character? Just tell Josh that you're uninterested. Uh, it's just easy for you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. It comes naturally. It comes naturally. But you can hardly swallow. <laughs> swallow uh, these nuts. Looks like you can't make for more. <laughs> yeah. um, that was good. That was good. Okay, my number nine yeah. is Zeratul from StarCraft. Uh, we need to construct additional pylons. That's about all I know. Is that that game? You're pretty close because that is the same race that Zeratul comes from. Okay. Uh, I knew this would be a pick. I know about StarCraft. I, we could do, I knew we could do 10 drafts in a row and I never have to worry about Josh taking this character. Because I said Zeratul and Josh was like, damn, is that a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some out there names in Star Wars, but Zeratul's up there, bro. Yeah, Zeratul is a Dark Templar from the Protoss race in StarCraft. Uh, he's basically, he's just a badass. He he goes cloaked. He's a unit that can cloak in uh, in um, StarCraft. Also, the Protoss race is a race that gives the Sangheili from Halo a run for their money, in my opinion. They're okay. an awesome race. Uh, pretty much Josh's knowledge of, of StarCraft is just hearing me go, uh, hearing me play and just hearing that you must construct additional, additional pylons. pylons. You must construct additional like, pylons. That's why he can remember it seven years <sighs> later because he heard it so much. Yeah, it was uh, literally one night, maybe for like an hour, but I heard that nonstop. Yeah, but basically Zeratul is a char- is a, one of the main characters of StarCraft. He's a badass, and it's because of him that uh, the events of StarCraft Two play out the way they do. Badass character, iconic for the series, maybe not in gaming as a whole, uh, though might be I might get some love for this character, but for the most part, this probably isn't going to help my list that much. But I love Zeratul. Josh, over to you. Hell yeah, man! So my last pick, uh, I'm going with another wild card pick. I feel very confident in, but this is also going to be an out there one. Okay, my last pick is none other than Guile from Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> played by oh, Don Claude Van Damme. If that don't win me the fucking poll, I don't know what will. Because John Claude Van Damme, fucking Bloodsport, bro, he should be on anyone's list. This game fucking sucks, dude. I, I got this game for Easter <laughs> one year, and I gotta say, man, I was so excited. Kid Me was elated. I thought, holy shit, they made a video game of the movie? They didn't even do that for Mortal Kombat. I was so excited. I loved the movie. It's dog shit. Uh, John Claude Van Damme was hopped up on cocaine the whole time he made that movie. But Raul Julia brought it home with some amazing lines in there. For me, it was only Tuesday. Y'all know what that is. So many great people in there, though. But I love that movie, despite it being kind of bad. But the video game was just cool, man, because it had the the 3D rendering of um, 
or whatever you want to call it, it had the rendering of the actual actors as their characters. And I just really, I've always liked Guile since because I grew up a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan and it was really great to see him in the video game because originally, Brian, I don't know if you know this, but when Midway was making Mortal Kombat, they wanted it to actually be a Jean-Claude Van Damme game. So they approached him, his agents, his people. They were like, no. So they were like, okay, we got to do our own thing. So therein came Johnny Cage, which was a pick for me in the other episode. So I love Johnny Cage, but he is essentially an exaggerated version of Jean-Claude Van Damme. But got to pick Guile in this one from Street Fighter, the movie, the game, because I love that title. So, see, I'm more okay is, with that one than the checks one. Well, um, you're clearly don't I know just, what you're talking about. You're playing the wrong game I just, games. I, I want I want there to be a fair chance at you beating me, Josh. And I just feel well, like Brian, there totally guy. is. You just never experienced what it's like to uh, shoot people in checks quest with the checks warrior. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my list even bulkier. Okay. Now. With my final pick. Do it. I believe this is my final pick, right? It is your final <laughs> I can't pick. Keep <laughs> it is your final pick. Let's um, hear it, man. What is it? Well, I was, I told you earlier that I had Mario on my list. Okay. And then, and I thought to myself, you know, I can't, I, so I saved Mario to the end because I thought no one was going to pick him because you picked Luigi. And I thought to myself, you know, that would really be not a fun way to go out to just pick the character I told you guys about earlier. So Mario, he's out of there. He's done. Sonic <laughs> Ooh, made the list. Twist. But okay. Mario didn't. Interesting to And I'm going to pick another character that is not only going to beef up my ranking, but it's also going to guarantee me a vote from our boy ACDC Outlaw. It is Aloy from the Horizon series. Oh, dude, that is an excellent pick to go out on. I would not have expected that to be in your draft, but I got to say, man, not at all in mine, only because I haven't experienced those. But yeah, he does love those games a ton, recommends them highly. And I know she's a great character. She does look cool. So great pick. Brian. Here's here's the main reason. Here, here's the best thing I can say about Aloy. And this is going to I simultaneously am going to make um, Anthony excited and happy and then also pissed and angry. Uh Oh, uh, I made him happy because I chose this character. Here's what I'm going to make him angry. My problem with the Horizon games, and this isn't a problem with the games itself. It's a me thing. It's a personal Brian issue. OK, I'm not really interested in the world of Horizon. And I'm not really interested in the robots or the enemies. So for me, the reason that the Horizon games never make my top games of all time list is because I just don't care for the setting that much and I don't care for the enemies. And you might be asking yourself, well, then, Brian, why did you pick this character? It's because Aloy is one of the greatest characters in gaming. Aloy is one of the greatest additions to the roster of video game characters we've had in a long time. She is a phenomenal character from her character design to her voice actress to the way she acts and how endearing she is. The reason I buy the Horizon games, the reason that I love them, and the reason that I talk so highly of them is because Aloy as a character. She is the best part of the games. She She's amazing. I, I just I love her. I love Aloy so much, and it's it's a shame for me personally that she's not a part of a series that I, I enjoy more because like, and don't get me wrong. When I play the games, I have fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoy them. I, I get a good time out of them, but I just don't care for the robots. I just don't care for the setting, but her character is phenomenal. So add that to a list that already has characters like, like Kratos and, and, and freaking Spider-Man on it. I'm smiling I, so hard right now because you totally lost with that vote. I'm calling it right now. I, that checks words yeah. to take it over. Oh, well, 
There's just Josh, there's you, no way I'm walking out of this. There's a little there's a little phrase in Star Wars. It goes delusions of grandeur. And you're happy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, 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 my friend. Aloy's a great pick. I'm not going to deny that. That's, That's a good great. one to go out on, but I just don't. I think I got it. I, I not. I wouldn't say necessarily was Jean Claude Van Damme from Street Fighter the movie the game, but Chex Warrior. There's going to be some people sweeping in there. You're going to see some dark horse people that are like, holy shit. Okay. I haven't played that game in a long time because I'm a dark horse with that game. So, yeah. What's let's, up? Let's raise. Uh, if you're confident, Josh, we should raise the stakes a little bit. Let's raise it. All right. What's that? Oh, you said let's raise it. Okay. I thought, you said, I'm, yeah. I thought you said the I'm crazy. The roof is not my son, but I will raise it. <laughs> All right. Let's say if you're confident, then let's say if you win the vote, whoever wins the vote on this gets to choose the topic of an oddball, but the topic of the oddball has to be purposely something that the other person is not interested in. Sounds perfect. But you you need to be interested in it. Actually, you know what? No, listen, you don't even have to be interested in it. We could choose an oddball that neither of us are interested in. Either way, you get to choose the oddball, but you have to make sure that the other person is not interested. Yeah. So like I could choose, I don't know, what's something random? I could choose StarCraft, for instance, sure. and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Or Josh could choose checks the game the episode <laughs> it's coming which is josh, josh is like oh shit guys do not vote for me <laughs> i don't even need to say i don't even need to tell people they're already doing it they're already doing oh, it right man. now they've already oh, voted God. once okay. i locked that in man all right we're running over let's give a the final break strong with that rasta baby all right guys this is the uh, i'm not going to do it in order i'm just going to do yeah, it let's hear the loser's bracket <laughs> okay here's the loser's bracket. <laughs> here it is you can hear the losers, and the losers sound like this. Marvel Spider-Man. Sony Santa Monica's Kratos. Sonic the MFing Hedgehog. Okay, that's bro. where it starts to dip Aloy, a little bit. Aloy from Horizon. Okay? okay. Joel from The Last of Us. Oh, awesome. He dies. Fox freaking McCloud. Oh, the one-hit wonder, like Flock of Seagulls. How amazing. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Uh, Zero Tool from StarCraft, moving along. Uh, Just busy constructing his pylons. That's nice. So we we know how that goes. (laughs) Wander from Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, just still out there trying to find his lady. It's nice. Too busy. And Lucy and Lachance. Lucy and Lachance. He sleeps rather soundly for a murder because he's dead. Skinned alive. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude. In all seriousness, seriousness, that is a really good list. I love that you picked Lucian. That is like, selfishly, that's my favorite pick on your list. I would never have guessed you to pick that. It's a deep cut that you like. Yeah, it's a deep cut that right? I super like. Aloy's a great pick. I think pick. your list is amazing, barring one. <laughs> but, uh, dude, super great picks on that one. Uh, yeah. Mine, number one, uh, BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein. Number two, Luigi. Did I say more? Number three, Arbiter from Halo. or Halo podcast. Hopefully you know who that is. Uh, number four is Cage 6 from Destiny. Number five, Liu Kang uh karate kicking his way over to kratos having a head-to-head johnny silverhand at number six uh from cyberpunk number seven the big daddy from the bioshock series uh, at number eight it's star killer number nine checks warrior the king of all picks and lastly guile aka john claude van damme from street fighter the movie the game boom that's my pick, Very baby. Nice. That's how I'm Very blowing nice. my load going out of here. Josh, you you said uh, you know you said my favorite pick, your favorite pick of mine was Lucy and the Chance. I would say it's a toss up for me between in all seriousness. I'm being dead serious. Um, my favorite pick from you is either Johnny Silverhand because 
I feel like by all intent, for all intents and purposes, he's an iconic character that should be on lots of people's lists. But because of the launch and the reception of the game, yeah, he's not up there, and he should be. I feel like it's going to so take that's, that's my favorite. Take a long time before people are yeah. really have ready to have that conversation about cyber. And then my second favorite that you picked was just the lack of you didn't pick Cal Kestis, and that just made me happy. <laughs> so I, I'm I actually happy. Have to worry about Cal. I do like his character, but. The same as I like so many other characters in Star Wars. You know, I have my favorites, but he's yeah. not among them. But I'm actually happier that you pick Chex's guy than Cal. Though, I think Cal would help well, the list more. I will say this. I will say this, guys, to, to kind of close this out. Uh, coming off the first draft, we had uh, completely different lists. And I loved that. I was very confident in my picks. I still thought they were very strong. But to most people with the votes, no. Doom Guy and Master Chief were not going to let anyone walk over anybody on that list. So this list on this episode was a little more up and down in terms of like it's the fun closer. factors, the 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 broadening characters and stuff. We had a some really good stuff. So I don't think even if you do somehow manage to win this one, which I know it's a lock because I got checks quest, but if somehow that happens, <laughs> Brian's smiling. <laughs> He's like, "Shut up, let's get the fuck out of here." But uh, in all seriousness, I do think if you win, it w- it'll be a little bit closer. I do think it'd be a bit closer. I think it'll be closer, and I do think I think we have a couple crossouts. Like I think. I think you could take my zero tool and your Chex mix guy <laughs> and cross those yeah. out. Yeah. And I think you could take I think you could take Wander Wander from Shadow of the Colossus and your uh John Claude Van Damme yeah. and kind of cross those out. Oh, for sure. The real strength, the real strong contenders here are like, you know, your um your BJ Blaskovich, your Johnny Silverhand, your Lou Kang, and then and I know my, it's casual, like, but I would say Luigi and stuff, but like I know it's on the Luigi, cash, yeah, Luigi. Um, yeah. so yeah, we, these are, these, this, this has been so fun. Thank you Dude, again to stuff. the high potion podcast for this idea. Shout out to Hawes and Steve. Loved it. Um, I think we've been a little more aggressive on this episode than you guys have. We've been a little more at each other's throats, mainly me. <laughs> Scott more cutthroat um, for sure. But, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, guys, let's real quick. We just want to, we're not going to go through the business. We're just going to give, I just want to shout out the patrons real quick because we want to make sure we're giving you guys a shout out often enough. Usually we don't shout out on oddballs. But we've had some more oddballs recently, so we think it's probably fair to shout you guys out. Uh, make sure you go to patreon.com slash sacred icon if you want to become a patron and get your name shouted out. Boom. Here we go. Reading the list as of this recording, which is June 29th, 2022. Here we go. We have Wesley, Where Agira, Lisa McCreary, Sparkies, Hocus Locust, Dark Chaos 580, Blind Valkyrie, William Green, Kevin Benson, I Irving TV. Jason Bird, I'm like a bird, I'm true, had to do it, AJ's Dank, Fallout 152, Ian Rucker, Daruk, Shin Rebel, Ascending from the Ashes, Bored and Ew, I knew it was coming. Irish Phoenix, Lame Shark, The Dav, Kevin Nelson, Eric Milligan, Jared Hartley, Our Mods, Small Print TV, Aaron and Preyanchu, Cameron 88, Colton Pittman, Rodan, Butter My Waffles, Nerva, Anthony, Nick, well, I was about to say, well, Anthony Nicolosi from KL Qual Entertainment, but we also have Anthony ACDC Outlaw, Caleb Webster, Chris Gecko, Mika, have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Gecko. Chris Gecko, my Gecko, have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Gecko. We also have our boy Tony, the sequel to Pixels. It's much better, Pixel Freaks. King Grunt, Aries0430, making it so that no one can see anything. It's pitch black. That mustache <laughs> is huge. Montana Menace, Green Plumber, Joshy Big Boy, Ryan Barca, Dustin Mondre, Corey Hanks, Brent Onimo, MH Cosplay, dropping into that ceiling, the ODST Julie Tropod, Ian Big Dog Mills, Spicy Meme Lord Photon, Can Nick says it's quality podcast. Keep it going, guys. Good job. <laughs> Trevor Polkey, every woman in the world on his arm. 
the Shipley's, the Superior WandaVision group, couple, I don't know, I'm trying to go fast here, guys. <laughs> You're Dust Storm, the OG Halo podcaster, and finally, the man who saw Justice League and knew it needed more, our longest supporter, Matthew Salvatore. Guys, make sure you go on the Twitter and vote for which team you like better. <laughs> hey, guys, I love you guys team so, so bet. much. Thank you, seriously, to each and every one of you for your patron support. We'll do a longer one here soon, but we wanted to make sure we got this in. We thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh baby, don't go. Simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight. It's hard.